Welcome to this edition of Doctors in the House. The Columbus Medical Association is thrilled to have two CMA members who are members of the Ohio General Assembly. And in this series, we will talk about what their experiences are as physician legislators, as well as the policy issues of the day. In this episode, we'll be talking to Dr. Beth Liston. Dr. Liston represents the 8th Ohio House District, and Dr. Liston is a hospitalist at Ohio State University and Nationwide Children's Hospital. Dr. Liston, thank you for your time today. 2024 is a presidential election year, which means that Ohio has its primary in March, uh, and that's a fairly early time. Uh, and so the legislature tends to not have a particularly busy schedule prior to uh, an election period, like the pre-primary time running up until March. But you are having an occasional floor session uh, and occasional committee meetings. And I wondered if there are any policy issues that you'd like to touch on for the early part of the year that you see coming up. Well, you you hit the nail on the head. It's a little bit slower than typical. So there's not a lot of new stuff going on. Um, unfortunately, there's still some um, remnants of things that have been in the uh, works, one of which was House Bill 68. Um, which is the bill that will um, make it so that um, the best practices for caring for transgender youth are no longer legal in the state. So um, gender affirming care, which is the evidence-based practice of supporting um, children who are working through gender dysphoria or transgender, um, was a bill that passed through the House and the Senate and the governor vetoed, um, but in the House, we overrode the veto so that the ban would go into effect if the Senate similarly overrides the veto. And that vote, I believe, is scheduled for later this week. So by the time you listen to this, you might um, have heard whether that went through or not, but that's eminent um, and unfortunate for, I think, many physicians and kids in this state. We're also still working through the Medicaid unwinding, I know that it feels like it might be distant that where the um, public health emergency ended, um, but there's still a lot going on at Medicaid to try to, I guess, right the ship in terms of um, going back to the pre-pandemic enrollments. And the end result is that I think a lot of people are losing health insurance and they may not know that. So again, I put it out to all doctors to make sure that people know if they have Medicaid coverage or their kids especially have Medicaid coverage, um, that they uh, verify that coverage or respond to Medicaid. They have um, their correct address listed and that if they do find themselves without coverage that they're quickly, um, you know, connected to resources to re-enroll. Ohio, unfortunately, has been um, notified by the federal government that we've done a really, um, you know, we've had challenges with making sure that kids stay enrolled. And so there's a lot of kids that have lose, are losing coverage. So those two things are not new, but they continue now. And I hope that doctors listening to this are aware of it and, um, you know, can do what they can to help their, their patients through those difficult things. Thank you for, uh, for that information and uh, thanks for your continued efforts um, on those kinds of issues. We touched on the fact that the political world has uh, laid down 
the calendar for the year, so to speak. Uh, and um, I wanted to give you an opportunity to, to talk about politics for a little bit in the sense that uh, you made an announcement not too long ago uh, about your political intentions in the future um, and uh, leaving the Ohio House and running for the, the Ohio Senate and wanted to give you a chance to talk a little bit about why it is you're interested to continue on in public service and uh, you're running for the Senate. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to change the name of the interview, right? No longer doctors in the house. We'll have hopefully <laughs> um, <laughs> one in the, at least one in the house because I know that there are a number that are looking at it for next year. Yes, I will be running for the Senate. It means that I'd be running to represent basically three house districts and it's most of northern Franklin County, so suburbs in northern Franklin County. And why am I doing this? Well, I, I feel like it's really important to have that health voice um, loudly and uh, in the General Assembly, um, in the House, I'm one of 99, and uh, the opportunity to have a, a bigger platform and a stronger voice in policy was um an exciting opportunity for me. There's 33 state senators and I, you know, there are not physicians in my party in the Senate. And so I think that perspective um, is one that I believe has value. And I'm, I'm excited to keep working on the health policy issues that I've sometimes been banging my head against the wall, but we, you know, we need to continue showing what the policy looks like to patients and their lives and advocating for evidence-based health care. And I hope to do that in the Ohio Senate um, starting, I guess, 2025. But election is in November in 2024. I'm excited for it. Well, thank you for your continued interest. I, uh, I know from a number of your colleagues that there are physicians out there who are appreciative that you and uh, and other doctors who are willing to enter into the public arena like that. Um, it's not necessarily the norm for doctors in terms of all the background and training uh, and work that you go through to be able to and have the interest to, to do this work. And doctors appreciate that their colleagues are at least at the table. Um, and uh, so thank you for your interest in running for the Senate. And um, I know that people in Central Ohio will uh, We'll wish you well uh, to continue on with, with your political uh, work uh, in that way. And you referenced I th that you would not be uh, the only person in the Senate, uh, the physician. There are, I think, two physician members uh, who are Republicans from different parts of the state. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that dynamic works out um, around um, having some physician colleagues uh, in the majority party what light will likely be the majority party. Yeah, and I, I know that it's unusual, Malcolm, and, but I really think that uh, doctors are getting more engaged in policy uh, more and more. I get a lot of people reach out and want to learn about it, want to know how to get involved and how to um, follow some of these state policies that really, I think, have direct impact on people's lives in a way that I think was not as visible. So I know that they're medical student groups. I know there's lots of organized medicine and there's a lot of interest out there. So hopefully this is just the beginning of stronger voices in policy. Thanks again for your work and thanks again for your time today. It's great talking to you. 
Doctors in the House is a podcast produced by the Columbus Medical Association. You can stay up to date on our advocacy efforts at columbusmedicalassociation.org slash advocacy.